This is the Apostolic Evangelist, Chapter 2, uh, City Evangelism. So the Acts 8.5 says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And so from that we get the understanding that he went to a city to preach the gospel. And so here we go with some of the things that you would do when you want to go into a city or a community or a small town or village like Matthew 9.34 uh, and 5 and Matthew 4.23 because that's what Jesus did. Both scriptures are the same and it outlines exactly what happens when you go into a city or a community. So the first point is be invited by a fraternal group. So I know that's an old term. It may not be used today. We'd say be invited by an apostolic team group, but like in Acts 21. But here it's at least working with churches that are in an area. They are churches in the community. And if the churches in that community want to reach that community, they would normally invite an evangelist in whom they're comfortable with to bring the gospel, working with the local church, through the local church, touching the community. It's like putting your hand into a glove. The evangelist comes in and works with those churches in that area, five of them maybe, six more. And then when he leaves, those churches are the glove. They remain touching the people. His hand, his ability comes out, their hands fit in. So it's always good to work with a community of with a fraternal. And I think some later on in the chapters, it tells you exactly what to do, how to engage, how to talk to them, and how to bring about uh, the effect and the common result wanted by all in that community. Secondly, networking with churches. And it might sound like, well, we've done the fraternal, but this is different. In Luke 5, verses 5 and 6, it says... Um, when Peter cast the net on the other side in daylight, they caught a massive draft of fish. And then he summoned other boats to come. What's interesting with that is that there are boats out there. And sometimes when we're so busy doing what we do, we don't recognize other ministries that are also out there reaping the harvest. And so here they, he called for them to come and help. The focus was on the fish, not on the boat. And so here is working with the net to capture the fish and so it's going to have nets that work together to catch the fish and so when the vision is constant and singular people can forget about individuality and preference and work towards getting it and so here sometimes as, I, as i've written my notes sometimes fraternals or groups of churches are more concerned about what happens afterwards in other words how well have they been promoted in the event or what happens to the people who's going to get most of the people into their local church or they're worried about so when the evangelist leaves some of the radical wild things he might have said how are we going to put out those fires well those things need to be settled from the beginning and it is about winning the lost the third one is simply start a crusade on an open soccer field. And that I have done many times over the years. It's simply gone into the area. There is no fraternal there. There is no local church there. So what do you do? You're waiting for permission to do the Great Commission. No, you just simply go and do what he's called you to do. And that is you go and start a fire and you start an open air event. And later on, as I said in the introduction, some of the chapters are exactly around how do you start that event. And so you simply play, find a place and go into it. The next chapter, which is called Smeek or Strategy of an Evangelist, outlines this and we'll cover some of that.
Number four, work with an existing apostolic team in the area, which we did mention in Acts 21 with Philip working with uh, Paul the Apostle in a certain area called Caesarea at that time. And, and so they went out and they did that by simply going and starting a fire somewhere where no one had been before, and then they would stop preaching the gospel. Uh, we have done that on many occasions, working with apostolic teams in certain nations. In one week, three churches were planted. How? Well, because there were leaders ready on the reserve bench, ready to go and do the work. And when they did, uh, we came in and an evangelist, myself, came in and we had open air meetings, gathered a lot of people to be saved and started a church. When we left, there was a church left there with a leader. And so everything was done correctly. It is the economy of the gospel. And may I say that if you try to plant a church without an evangelist, you're going to struggle. The evangelist doesn't remain in the church. He causes the church for the Peters and Johns, the apostolic prophetic, to come in and to set elders in church, Acts 14.23, where they set elders in the local church and they all left. Number five is a suggested way in the light of the four of those points above. And I think I've covered a little of that. You, you choose a pastor to be selected from the base church to go with the evangelistic team. The intention of planting a church is clear from the beginning. And obviously there will be other opposition of other leaders in the area. So why are you doing this? We the church in the area. Well, work hand in glove with them. And there are, in number five, there are listed a number of options that are there for you to work through. Number six, there's work with a conference concept. And I love this idea. I think it's the new method of evangelism, hence the apostolic evangelist where there are two or three fivefold gift ministries in an area, and they work into that area, releasing what they have. Jesus said, John the Baptist said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And so you have the hand of God. You have the apostolic, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the first touch finger that touches first. You've got the pastor, and you've got the teacher. And so each one of those the penetrating gift of the teacher getting the word into people's lives. And so when the hand of God comes, I believe all five of those gifts ministries are to function together to punch into the kingdom of God, setting the captives free, the power of evangelists, evangelists to happen. And, and so there's the establishment of that. And so I think that is, is powerful. It's what Oral Roberts and William Branham did way back in the past. It's what the Great Awakening did. It's what the Voice of Healing did when they had multiple meetings, four meetings a day, and they had that going on for two, three weeks up to a month. And not every ministry, every Ephesians 4.11 gift, like a pastor or an evangelist, possibly would remain there. The, the evangelist would working with the local upcoming pastors and teachers that are in the area. But the apostolic and the prophetic would come through. They would migrate through. They would fit into that slot of that teaching a day and have multiple gifts coming through when they could. After all, they also have their own ministries. And so the hand of God would grip a community rather than having one gift come in and entertain a community. Not that they are entertained. But when the, the hand comes in, communities are changed. And so city evangelism, I think, is illustrated by that in Acts 6, Acts 8, 
and going on to Acts 21, where we see Philip the Evangelist working with team. And that's why apostolic is there to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, where there's a prophet, apostle, evangelist, pastor, and teacher in those areas. So touching a city and city evangelism is high impact, but it's done not individually, but with team.